Good morning. Boy, I am so excited to be with you again today. You know, I get so excited I can't sleep because I am so excited to be able to share with you the download that I get in the spirit. And today is very special. Today, every day is very special, but today is really special. We've been in our 365-day prayer this is our 16th day, and I am in great expectation. And I'm glad I woke up with great expectation today because God gave us a word that I want to share with you today. I truly believe that it's going to bless your heart. So I will be right back with you. I'm still excited about what God has for us. You know, the word comes to me first and whoever's ministering, it comes to you first, to them first, and then to you. So we sit at the table that God prepares for you in the presence of our enemies. And so I'd like to give you something that's fresh, straight from the throne of God, something that's fresh, not day old bread, but it's, it's fresh, amen. And whenever we hear the word of God, it should be fresh in our spirit. It should be a confirming word. And so I'm excited about what God is doing today. And so um, if you have your Bibles, take them out with you, get paper and pencil, make sure you take some notes. I'm going to be reading from 1 Samuel 2 and 8. And I'm going to be looking at the scripture that God gave us this morning, which comes from Psalm 91. What a powerful psalm that is. We all have heard that psalm before, Psalm 91. And it is very powerful. But I want to start out talking about um, 1 Samuel 2 and 8. Many of us have heard the story about Hannah and how she prayed. Wow. And this is a season that a lot of people are praying all over the world. It's the first of the year. People pray out of tradition. Some people pray because God ordained it for them to pray at that time. And so you have to make sure that you're doing what God called and commissioned you to do um, when it comes to praying. And so um, I, when we pray, I make it a point to say that we are aligning ourselves with all of those who have aligned themselves with God's perfect will. Amen. So I'm going to be looking at 1 Samuel, looking at um, chapter 2. But um, before I go to um, verse 1 in chapter 2, I just want to look at verse 27 in chapter 1. And it talks about how Hannah pray for a child. You know, she was ridiculed because she didn't have any children. She was barren. And she prayed for a child to the point where she was accused of being drunk. My God. 
but she prayed and God granted her her petition. How many of you know when you pray and your prayer lines up with God's word, he will grant you your petition. So you have to make sure that when you're praying, that it lines up with his word and you're not praying amiss. You're not praying something that has nothing to do with God's perfect will for your life. It's not in his will. Amen. God, now I always like to say God has mercy on babies and fools and he has mercy on those who do, just don't understand. So um, God, she talks about how God granted her her petition. And in verse 28, this is very powerful. And this is a key to our success. And it says in verse 28 in chapter 1, it says, Therefore I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lived, he shall be led to the Lord. That is powerful. So when we make a petition before the Lord, are you willing to give what he's given to you back to you? My God. Sometimes we get what we've asked for and we forget about God. You know, we, we seek the, the, not necessarily just the, the, the giver, but we seek the gift. But are you willing to give the gift back to the giver? That's what she's saying here. She says, therefore, I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he shall live, he shall be lent to the Lord. So even though God gave her that child, she gave the child back to God. Are you willing to give your business back to God? Are you willing to give your children back to God? Are you willing to give your marriage? Some of us cry out, Lord, I want to get married. I want me a husband. You know, I want some children. But are, are we going to dedicate that back to the Lord? Because if we do, we will be blessed. And as we read, we, we find out that God not only blessed her with that one child, but she, God blessed her with multiple children. So you can't outgive God. <laughs> I say you can't outgive God. So when God blesses you, you know, and you give it back to him, he will increase it. It's talking about good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. God will give to you. Now, I know it says man will give into your bosom, but I want you to know you cannot outgive God. He will, he will increase it. He will give it back to you exceedingly, abundantly, far beyond what we can even imagine. So let me go here to um, um, Second Samuel, First Samuel. Um, chapter 2, and this is a scripture that God gave us in prayer this morning about Hannah and how she prayed. And it says, um, and Hannah prayed and said, now I'm going to be stopping off and on as I read this chapter, because there's some key things in here that we really need to pay attention. You said, well, I've read that scripture before. I've read that chapter. Well, that's okay. Read it again. Hear it again. Because if we need to hear it again, we need to read it again. God is trying to drive home a point in your life. He's trying to drive home a point in my life. How many of you know of people, when they pray, they don't say? How many of you know um, you minister to people and people say, well, I, I, pray, I pray to myself. I, I don't pray out loud. It's so important that when we pray, we must say. 
you know, we look in the book of Genesis and, and we read that a couple of weeks ago where it talked about how God said and God said and God said and God spoke. And so if we're made in the image and likeness of him, then we have to follow the pattern that God um, set forth for, for us. And so it says here in um, verse one, it says, and Hannah prayed and said. Now, a lot of people are praying and they don't really understand that praying is really communication with God. You're communicating with him. And so in communicating with God, sometimes we need to just listen to what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Sometimes we need to sit in silence. You know, the frequency of silence is powerful. Ah, yes, the frequency of silence. Because we can be thinking so much and saying so much that we don't get on that frequency where we can really hear the voice of God. We can hear the instructions that he's trying to give to us. We can hear that he already answered our prayer in the first few seconds before we started running off with our mouth. And so it says, and Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn, which is my strength, is exalted in the Lord. I smiled at my enemies. Now, <laughs> this is rich. This is deep you, okay? How many of you are, have the boldness to laugh at your enemy? Hannah says here, she says, I smiled at my enemies. When you can smile at your enemies, you're letting him know, look, you are a defeated foe. I have the victory. And you're a joke. So if you're bold enough and you can stand on the solid foundation of who you are and who God is in your life, you can smile at your enemy. And then it goes on to say, and, and it says, because I rejoice in my salvation. I rejoice in your salvation, Lord. You can smile at your enemy and tell him to go to the pit of hell where he belongs. Now, I know I'm not going to be able to get through all of this, and so I may have to come back here again next week or later this week to finish this up, but this is really powerful because many of us are praying and so we have to learn how to operate and move in the strength of the Lord. And, and I want to say the prayer of agreement is, is rich. Now, you know, many of you know, my husband went from life to life. And so my prayer partner, my physical prayer partner is not here on earth with me anymore. And so I have he, him, Holy Spirit to come in agreement with me as long as my prayers are lined up with God's perfect will, then I'm going to get my petition from the Lord. And so you may not have someone in your household. You may be a single lady. You may be, uh, your husband may not be at home with you at this time, or you could be a male. Your wife is no longer with you. And you need to make a petition before the Lord. Remember, he, him, Holy Spirit is here on earth with you and he will come in agreement with you according to God's word. You got to make sure that your prayers line up with the word of God. I got to read that one more time. It says, my heart rejoices in the Lord. 
My horn is exalted in the Lord, my God. <laughs> that is so rich. I smile at my enemies. I want you, you know, my husband used to say, you more look more like your father when you smile. We need to all walk around with smiles. And look, I know we're wearing masks these days, but guess what? That mask cannot hide the smile that's on the inside of your spirit. That mask cannot hide your smile. Even though it's covered with a, a mask, guess what? There's transparency, and you can see through that mask and smile at the enemy. Go around all day long and let me, you're a joke. You know, you're funny. And I'm laughing at you because I know I got the victory. I've read the word of God and it tells me the smile. I know I have, um, I have my answer. And so verse two, it goes on, it says, no one is holy like the Lord. No one is holy like the Lord. You know, we need to worship God when we pray. We need to let him know what his worth is to us. And so when we say no one, not no one, not anyone, not any prophet, any preacher, any teacher, any evangelist, no one is holy like the Lord. He is the Holy One of Israel. For there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Woo, how many of you know are the rock of God is a solid. He's solid. There's no rock like him. I'll tell you a quick story and then I'm going to go head on. Um, many years ago, maybe about mm, 10 years ago, well, longer than that, I'm going to say about 40 years ago, um, while I was still a single mother, um, my son's birthday, my oldest son's birthday was coming up and I wanted to give him something for his birthday. And I had no money. I had nothing to be able to give to him. And how many of you know that that's a, you know, a very hurt feeling when a parent can't give their child a gift, whether it's for Christmas, their birthday, or whatever occasion it is, you know, by even buying school clothes or, you know, they want to go to a, a prom or a dance or something. You just don't have the finances to be able to do it. Well, it was his birthday and um, I had no money and I got up out of my house before um, he was getting up for school and I just went and stood outside my front door and I heard the spirit say, look down. And I saw a rock on the ground and I picked that rock up and I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to give this to him. And so when he came, I went back into the house and when he came out, you know, I was like, happy birthday. I'm, I'm so excited. You're getting to be an older young man. You're growing in maturity and I just love you. Happy birthday. And I, he, as he sat down to eat breakfast, I looked at him and I said, you know, I said, my heart grieves today because I wanted to give you the moon. I wanted to give you the stars. I wanted to give you anything and everything that your hearts desire. But unfortunately, I'm not able to do that at this time. But what I do have, I want to give you this rock. And I opened up my hand and I said, and I'm going to give you this rock. And I want you to remember this rock and that this rock represents Christ Jesus. 
and it is your solid foundation. And when you have nothing else, you have him. And so, of course, it brought tears to my eyes. And, you know, he held on to that rock for many, many, many years because it came back to me. Because several years ago, about 10 years ago, I came under attack with cervical cancer. And I remember my son came to my hospital room and he stood beside my bed and held my hand. And he said, Mom, he said, you know this rock that you gave me? I'm going to give this rock back to you. And I want you to remember that Christ is your rock. He's your solid foundation. And hold on to this rock, and you're going to get through this. My God. Woo! I just wanted to share that with you because that is so powerful. You know, it doesn't always take, you know, um, a lot of material things. Sometimes it's a flower, it's a rock with a message on it. You know, get a, you know, you want to give something to someone, give them a rock with a message. Now, I didn't know about giving a message on the rock at the time. I just gave my rock and told them to remember this rock and look at this rock and then remember Christ, you know, as his salvation. And, and when he gave it to me in the hospital bed, you know, I was so touched and so moved because it was the rock of Christ that got me through it. Oh, my God. So verse um, two again, um, no one is holy, for there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. I tell you, there's no rock like our God, my God. I'm going to go on to verse three. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no um, anguish come out of your, of your mouth, my God, for the Lord is our God, the God of knowledge, and in him, his actions are weighed. And so we have to be very, very careful about what it is that we do and what we say. Verse four, it says, the bow of the mighty men are broken, and they who stumble are girded with strength. My goodness. Mm. My goodness. Oh, God is so good. His mercy endures forever. The bow of the mighty men are broken, and those who stumble are girded with strength. How many of you know he is our strength? Now, I'm going to go on to um, Psalm 91, um, which is what God uh, was our, our scripture for prayer this morning which is very, very powerful. Mm. Psalm 91, verse 16. It says, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And that's what God wants to show us, his salvation. He is an eternal God. He is merciful. And starting out in verse 1 in 1 Samuel, it says, and Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoiced in the Lord. My, my horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemy because I rejoice in your salvation. We have to learn how to rejoice in the salvation of, of the Lord. For he is our strength. We can rejoice. We can be happy. We can be excited. And remember to smile at the enemy. Amen. Now I said I wasn't going to be before you long. I really want to dive into this. Put a pin on it. Make sure you come back next Saturday and we'll get further into 
um, First Samuel chapter two, talking about Hannah, because it is very powerful. Smile at your enemy this week. Let them know that you have the victory. You know, if you are, if you feel defeated and you're worn out and you feel like I can't do this, it's hard for you to smile. It's hard for you to laugh. But God is saying, rejoice again. I say rejoice. And when He says, say it again, He's really putting emphasis on doing exactly what He said do. Rejoice and again. And again, and again, I say rejoice. And so here it says, because I rejoice in your salvation. We need to rejoice in our salvation. Smile at the enemy. Let them know that you have the victory. You're victorious. You're not, you're an overcomer. In Jesus' name, I pray. I thank you for tuning in with me today. You have been, it's been a blessing to be here with you. Um, join us. We're going to be in prayer um, for the rest of the year until Jesus says something different, God says something different, but we're going to be interceding and praying. I thank God for those who are listening and be encouraged. Remember, smile at the enemy because you have the victory. And when you can smile at all that he throws at you, mm, that's right, all that he throws at you and you can smile, you know, he knows that he is defeated, that you are more than a conqueror. All right, God bless. I love you. I'll see you next Saturday.